Studio Funk. This is Hair Kid. This is QI. We are Milk Talk, and you are listening to Studio Funk. So whilst we're on the topic about the mixing of lyrics of being English and Japanese within tracks, one of the things that we were discussing like privately as well is that talking about when it comes to city pop music, sometimes it is quite influenced from Western music as well. 
and some of the big tracks from City Pop that we all love sometimes are quite influenced what's been going on happening across overseas around that time. That's right. And I mean, influence is one word for it. I mean, you, there's definitely creative influence, like um, people like Tatsuro Yamashita obviously have lots and lots of different influence from American artists, whether it's 1950s kind of doo-wop type stuff, mm. or 1970s. Like a lot of his uh, guitar solos have like an Isley Brothers vibe. Um, like on Hot Shot, that, that really sounds like an Ernie Isley type sound. But in some other situations, uh, I don't know if influence is the right <laughs> word. <laughs> so um, I've prepared a couple of songs that first off, I'll, I'll play the Japanese version and I'll introduce it. And then Oswald, I would love for you to guess the original quote unquote influence track. Are yeah. you down? Do you think you can? Uh, you think you can handle it? Yeah, I'm up for the challenge. This is gonna be interesting. I'm, I am. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. And QI, oh, I'm. I'd love to hear what you think about these tracks too. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. Tanushimi. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. So the first one. Um, this is kind of easy mode. This is Junko Ohashi's "I Love You So." Mm-hmm.
That's a cool track, right? It's hot. Yeah. It sounds like really It sounds like a modern track. Yeah, modern track, but she's voice, she's like a singer style. Mm-hmm. Singer style is a little bit old school. Yeah. It's a little interesting. Are you familiar with her? Because QI is not as much of a city pop and boogie head as I am. So I'm always curious to see just、um, QI, how yeah, much I, you know. Do you know Junko Ohashi? I didn't know that, I think. But maybe like on TV. She's an older person, right? Yeah, yeah. So my parents know her. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know, Aswad. Mm, yeah, that I love you so. Yeah, it's great.、Um, now, Aswad, I think this one's kind of easy, but any guesses as to the song that influenced I Love You So? So, here I am on the spot. Well,、yeah. see, I know this track quite well, and it's, it's a very great track from Junko Ohashi, the track called I Love You So. And the, the part that always gets me about this track. Is when it first comes in. When you first hear、mm-hmm. the first few seconds, you're like, that melody is recognizable on its own. Because I think、mm-hmm. when you start hearing her vocals on top, it's quite hard to distinguish at times. Right. Because then it turns into a full, you know, city pop track and then you, it's quite hard to know. But mm-hmm.、Uh, it's, it's one of the things where I can't pinpoint the artist, but I know <laughs> it's quite hard to do this. You're going to kick yourself. You're going to kick yourself. One more time. I'm going to just listen to the very, very beginning of I Love You So. I'm going to run it back. Go on, man. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> Now, <laughs> listen to this.
was, as soon as he played that version, I was just like, it's like I feel sick all of a sudden. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, of course I know that track. Yeah, of course. Of course I do. So that track right there is Shaka Khan with What You're Gonna Do For Me. Oh man. That's I think probably for me that's probably like the the stairway to heaven of AOR. <laughs> like probably uh, the best AOR song. It's QI, how did you uh, go ahead, go ahead. Nah, nah go, go on, QI, go on. Um how did you feel about that tune? Yeah, it's really I was surprised a really similar one. Yeah. The bass yeah. is so close. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really close. I really like the second one. I really like Shu's singing style. Yeah, yeah, she's she's one of my favorite singers ever. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. I, think, Shaka Khan. I, think, I think I think I think we need a, a, a QI version. <laughs> Yeah, Is that gonna happen? Are we gonna do this? What you got? Tabo, sweetie, chilling What you gonna? What you gonna? Something, something. <laughs> what you gonna do for uh... me? <laughs> yeah, so. QI, um... I love your voice, by the way. It's just like, wow, every you, time man. you sing, I'm just like, I'm just here melting. I'm like, Oh, this is so good. Arigato, <laughs> thank you. And just to say, like, the Junko Ahashi, I know that track comes from an album called Magical, um, which is a very well-known album. It's got a blue cover, and it's got pictures of the Twin Towers um, on the front cover. And what's interesting is that that album came out in 1984, and I think Shaka Khan was like early 80s. It might have been like 80 or 81. Yeah. So, well, if I recall correctly, mm. I think Magical is like a compilation or or some of the tracks were released as singles before. So I'm I'm curious as to what actual year I Love You So was from. If it if it came out on Magical originally or if it was if it was out before that. Yeah, that's a good point. I think we need a real-time follow-up. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that one did... I don't see it anywhere before Magical. Mm. I don't think it is. Um, it's interesting, because I've only known it from that album. I, I, don't... I think... I think Matt... Okay. So, I love you so... I think is exclusive to um ha 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 okay or was point zero the compilation i'm i don't know what i'm talking about with junko Hashi. all the city pop fans listening to this are like no no it was a magical track what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> you'll be getting like angry dms yeah. don't listen to milk talk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he got the track listing wrong <laughs> The name Shakakan is very interesting for me because Shaka is an Indian god, I think. Ah, so nanka, it sounds like the name of the Japanese game. It's like a shooting game like a Spurtune. And when you hit a target, you say count when you get a hit. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, it does sound like a Japanese onomatopoeia. Like here, here in Japan,、um, on the menu, they have something called, at, at McDonald's on the menu, they have something called shaka chicken. Ah, yeah, shaka chiki arne. Yeah, they call it that because you put the chicken in a bag with、uh, seasoning powder and you shake it up and go shaka 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 shaka. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah, so, that's so.、Uh, shaka can't be a catchy for Japanese people. Catchy name. Um, I'm loving this. I'm loving this insight. That's great.、Um, to my Japanese listeners out there who listen to this, you're probably like laughing and <laughs> realizing all these things.、Um, yeah. Yeah, but that was, that was really cool. That was really good insight there about the comparisons of Junko and Shaka Khan. And yeah, that's crazy. Mind blowing, actually. Shall we get a little deeper? Yeah, let's、I、do it. Another com- I have another comparison. All right. So the first one, this is.、Um, I, I love this LP. This is Hitomi Toyama with Love is the Competition.
How do you feel about that song? Yeah, I was surprised. I thought it was a crazy, crazy well English song. So suddenly I was surprised to hear the Japanese. I yeah, love if... competition. Yeah. No naiva. yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know if it's a song in sound or like current song, modern song. Like it's hard to tell if it's an old song or a modern song. It's an old, old school. Yeah, like her mm. voice, she has a really 80s way of singing, doesn't she? Mm. To me, anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, Oswald. Yeah, this Any guesses is... Oh, as to the uh, so, Western influence for love is the competition. So I'm straight away thinking about it's going to be a track, this very hard disco boogie track. Oh, American, definitely American influence here. Um, mm-hmm. It's really difficult um, because there are some groups in my head that I have. Um, for example, I'll tell you if you're hot or cold. Okay. Is this has come from a group? It is a group. Mm. It is a group. Okay. Is the group male? Yes. <laughs> Not this has really helped me, but yeah, um, yeah, no. There's like so many male looking <laughs> groups. <laughs> um, but I can't help but think about a particular group that I have in my head that it may not be this direct song but i know they have a similar sound when they have like very upbeat songs but okay mm-hmm. here's another clue is it does this group who's a male group mm-hmm. they're obviously a bunch of guys but are they known for doing like um also like slow songs sometimes as well i want to say yes but mm. with with groups that have slow songs I don't really listen to them. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. Um, I'm sure that they do have quite a few slow songs. Um, I'm, I'm 100% sure, in fact, but I couldn't tell you their na- the names of those tracks. Right. So is this, this is going to sound like a wild, mad guess here, but is right. this group The Whispers? Yes. What? It you is. got it. Bing, bing, bing. So listen to the intro one more time of the Hitomi Toyama song. <laughs> Now let's listen to the Whispers track. Your eyes is more than enough to make my poor heart burst into flame. Before the moment we met, that there was no doubt. 
whispers are just like one of those top tier boogie groups so many great songs and the beat goes on even in the late 80s you had like um, yeah they did rock steady right mm-hmm. and uh even special effects i, I love that oh, song gosh. too yeah whispers they kind of had that formula where they're like they had hit tracks from every album they did (laughs) they were just a hit machine um (laughs) so it's really funny when i thought about this like the comparison because i was thinking about very up tempo but also some Mm -hmm. a group that is quite well known and yeah the whispers right right right. so that track right there was whispers with a track called it's a love thing um Oh gosh, the blueprint now is just a co- is an exact copy. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the the pre-course the pre-course is different and the melody uh, is a little different, but that main groove is it's really close. Oh, it's really dun, close. Dun, 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 dun. It's yeah. a love thing. Love competition. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, I, I don't know if that's just influence or, or maybe a little more. <laughs> ah, crazy uh, QI, stuff. QI, how, how, how did you feel about that, QI? Uh, I love the part where it sounds like a lap songs. Mm-hmm. The way that goes into the colas make me just so excited. I feel like I'm going to speed up when I'm driving. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. A love thing. That, it, it's a love thing. This is one of those songs where you it'll give you a speeding ticket. Mm. And then and then the officer comes to your car and you say, no, officer, I was listening to the whispers. And now he's like, who, who are the whispers? <laughs> but 30 years ago, the whispers would be like, yeah, the whispers. That's right. OK, you're good. You can go. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the next track, this is one of my favorite city pop tracks i think it's right up there with a lot of people's favorites this is the legendary momoko kikuchi with mystical composer
Here's a hint for you. This original, I believe, was bigger in the UK than in the West. I, I didn't really know this song,、mm. but I think、um, if you look on Discogs, most of the pressings are by a UK.、Um, another hint, a female singer. Right. So it's actually then put on a UK label, then. Is that correct? Or, or is、I、it a label that? I want to say yes. Let me double check that. Hmm. This is tough. I have to admit, this is definitely the hardest. One so far. Oh, fingers. I know Mystical Composer quite well, the,、mm -hmm. the, the City Pop record. Momoko, Kokuchi.、So, um, all right. The,、um, the original was on EMI with a couple of pressings on Capital. Oh, man. Capital. This is hard. I mean, EMI. <laughs> so, okay.、All、this、right. is really difficult. I, all right. It's really difficult because I can't hear Western influence in this because it's. Because this、it's, mystical composer track is a very much a it's a city pop classic and it has it has that city pop sound in that sense. It's very yeah, hard. Yeah, those, those like mid 80s kind of early digital synths.、Mm. With Momoko Kichi's,、uh, Kikuchi's voice, it really, I, I love her voice on、ah, this just, record. It's just. Yeah, her voice is beautiful. Cute. QI, what do, you, what do you think of this song? Did you know this song? Is this like a well known yeah, song in Japan? I know this song, but not too famous. Okay. I, I know that. The track is like a sad rain.、So、sad rain? Me, yeah. For me, her singing style is a little too idol like. Her lyrics are also very idol. 
but the okay. sound mm. is too cool, so it's a bit of a contract, I think. Oh, contrast? Yeah, contrast, yeah. yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's true. She does kind of when when you when you um, get more familiar with the sounds of the Japanese language, you start to realize she's kind of singing like instead of like saying turntable as turntable, she's kind of saying turntable. <laughs> it kind of sounds almost like um, childish a little bit, mm. but she does have a really beautiful voice. So. All right. Interesting. Let's 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 hear uh, the song that pretty obviously influenced mystical composer, but it does have a different vibe. It, the the vibe is different, but the the music is similar. Are you ready? Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Here here it comes. believe that <laughs> so close I, are you familiar with that song i heard the same song earlier oh i feel <laughs> once again once again i feel sick <laughs> i feel the sick so 
that key change the falling in love you just dream of that's really close isn't it yeah so not close it's the same (laughs) (laughs) gosh so um i do know this song very well and it's actually by a she's a british soul singer her name is jackie graham and she has a track that track was called uh round and round and uh, round and around sorry but um yeah it's a it's a record that (laughs) you can pretty much find anywhere in the uk Mm -hmm. as well because it sold a lot of records i think and it's quite Mm -hmm. a big it's quite a big song in the uk yeah but i (laughs) i don't know i can't believe that that is like the blueprint to probably like one of the best city pop records ever made which is crazy yeah i i kind of feel that this is actually a really good example of what western fans of city pop and and people who are are digging after these records and trying to hunt down city pop songs on youtube this is a good example of what city pop tends to offer that western tracks maybe don't have um the jackie graham track of course she's a great singer there's a lot of power in her voice Mm -hmm. and um the track is also it's kind of heavily compressed it doesn't really pump and breathe it's just kind of like the dynamics especially i I, i'm imagining this was around 1984 85 86 everything started to get a little less punchy while mystical composer the mix is quieter and it has a more dreamlike quality yeah and um there's something delicate about it, which for me really is, I guess the word I want to use is enticing. It kind of draws yeah. you in and makes you want to listen to it more. And it's yeah. like, who is Momoko Kikuchi and, and why is she swimming in, in a purple pool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely that dreamy sound. And I think it's one of those things that's always like captivated me about City Pop is just that, it just takes you somewhere else that you've never been before, but at the same time feels familiar. Exactly. Uh, Though I will say the chord changes and round and around give me goosebumps. Like that when they, I think they go down. Uh, yeah. I've, to the the falling in love part. That's like a, a, a huge modulation that um, you rarely hear in pop music mm. and it's just beautiful and then it comes back up to round and around oh it's so nice love that track i love both of them it's like who's your favorite child you know you, you, you can't <laughs> it's george no it's like you can't pick <laughs> uh, qi how did you feel about the um the second track yeah so this song is somehow not weird with japanese lyrics on it i really mm-hmm. love this melody yeah, both of them have their own uh, power. It's kind of like two sides of a coin. You have like the strong, rich, uh, traditional kind of soul voice. Mm-hmm. And then you have sort of the childish, like innocent, but still a little soulful, um, kind of angelic kind of voice. Ah, yeah, angelic. Mm. Yeah, yeah so, uh, it's it's fantastic great records there and 
it's one of those things now that <laughs> record heads or probably the DJs listen to this and I'll be like, hmm, that Jackie Graham could be like a secret weapon now. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine, and just, just about a year from now, that's like a hundred dollar <laughs> record. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's just one of those things. Like I said, here in England, in the UK, you can find that record in every record store, and it's just like mm-hmm. a, it'd be available for like a pound. It's, it's cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, it must have been a very successful record for the label mm-hmm. EMI to press so many copies of it. Yeah. Looking on Discogs, there's there's editions from UK, France, Australia, Italy, Greece, Netherlands, Portugal. New, there's a New Zealand seven inch. Uh, if you're a uh, there's mm. an Ecuador pressing. They <laughs> uh, sent that thing to Ecuador, which is pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. If, yeah. There's any Jackie Graham completists out there who want <laughs> every pressing of round and round. The Ecuador press. Yeah. 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 Has, you know that actually might sound more like mystical composer because it might have a little a little less punch and a little less compression mm. a little more mm. dirt which i'm a big fan of that dirt so i know we've spent quite some time doing these comparisons but i do have one more which i heard for the first time today when i was getting ready um to do these for you uh this is a track that was actually new to me um i don't know if either of you are familiar with it this is ritsuko kazami with uwaki nakare which means like yeah. a cheating guy or he's he's a cheater cheating him it's kind of like broken grammar in english but anyway <laughs>
It's a nice tune, right? Beautiful. Beautiful. And even I'm thinking to myself of like, is that that the first time I've heard this? Or, I don't know, I feel a bit confused. It feels so fresh to me at the same time. Yeah, yeah. This this is I think this is a kind of a rare record. I don't I don't think it's been repressed. It's not super expensive. Mm. Um I believe it's from 1987. Right. But um QI, how did you feel about that song? Yeah. Had you ever heard that before? I I I, I heard it for the first time today. So yeah, yeah, this is kind of a Ritsuko Kazami. Yeah. It's so really dreamy, I think. So I've been listening to them, and I've been thinking that the lyrics are really merged in the tune with the time. Mm-hmm. I feel that the way, like, think and, like, you way to sing and what to sing is very much in touch with the time, touch with the ages. Okay. So yeah. kind of like what she's singing about and how she's singing how about. How do singing so? It really matches like that late yeah, like, 1980s. <clears throat> yes, I think that the way listen to Japanese music, so much word singing. Right, yeah, lots of words really quickly. Yes, so older songs are more, I feel, the dreamy. Yeah, just a few words and, and mm. singing. Mm. That's right. Now, Oswald, do you have <laughs> any guesses? Did this ring any bells? Oh, this is too difficult. This is okay. This is this one. This is I the think, hardest level. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one, I think the biggest hint is the chords in the pre-chorus because the main groove. It's like that chord that you hear in many many different like boogie and aor and city pop songs it's probably my favorite chord um the four minor seven where uh, i'm sure we've used it in milk talk a bunch Mm -hmm. so just listening to that it's kind of hard to pin what this song might be influenced by but let me run you the pre-chorus one more time if i can find that What is it? Oh. It'll come to you. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yes. Friday, Saturday. <laughs> yep, there it is. Oh, it just it just stood out to me then. It really yeah. like hit me in the face. I was like, yeah, of those, course I know that. Bang, bang. Yeah. So let's let's have a listen to that because um, QI maybe hasn't heard this song before. <laughs>
How do you feel about that one, QI? Had you heard that before? Yeah. Do you know that song? Honestly, at first I thought it was my voice. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right in the beginning where she's like, it's been a, it's been a long time. <laughs> What memory? <laughs> I, I want to hear more. Right. I have to admit, I'm starting to make a list of QI tracks that need to be done. Yeah. <laughs> That song is it's also good English practice. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday. It's English studies way. Yeah, like like the best episode of Sesame Street ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. As soon as you got me to focus on that a bit more it was really obvious um now like this song here but this is by Sherelle and it features Alexandra O'Neill and such a notorious track that this is like worldwide success of a record yeah um you could probably find a record that's in any record store around the world mm-hmm. um yeah yeah I, ha- I have a copy like I, I have the the 12 inch and um though i will say though after listening to the the ritsuko kazami version i mean you know this is me uh from milk talk who <laughs> I, i i love working with qi but i kind of like ritsuko's voice a little more than uh sherelle mm. on this song I, i the sherelle melody is beautiful but yeah. I think Ritsuko is pulling my heartstrings a little more. Again, it's that sort of that delicate, enticing, yeah, kind of mysterious vibe uh, yeah. that that really um, raises the yeah. hair on your arms. Yeah, the the Ritsuko Kazami one is incredible, and I, I have to now, <laughs> as the guy that I am, I'm gonna have to like chase this up once we finish this recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And probably get my hands on that record there. Yeah, I think it might be an LP only track, mm. but I, I hope that you know maybe HMV or someone puts that on a seven inch because that's like that's a weapon. <sighs> Definitely, you'll surprise a lot of people if you play that in the mid set. People just yeah, gonna like, come oh, to you. Oh, is this Saturday like, Love? No, <laughs> this is this is Ritzko. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Yeah. So listening to these songs where you hear city pop artists um who have taken very obvious influence uh from western tracks uh maybe too much you might argue um (laughs) you you might start to be a little heartbroken like oh where's the originality and where is the um the unique artistry that i thought city pop had would happen and of course you know there's plenty of that tatsuro and mania <laughs> and uh minako and taeko and all of these legends Tomoko, legendary right? people yeah um a lot of their stuff is almost all of their stuff if not all of their stuff is very very unique but on the other hand i do think sometimes if you spend too much online people some people might almost idolize this 80s music a little too much mm-hmm. so i think it's important for me and my like mental health to remember that 
the stuff coming out of Japan was very, very, very heavily informed by what was going on in the West. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because it was a very one-sided conversation. Like, um, with very few exceptions, you didn't really have, in the 80s, so many Western artists who were taking influence from Japan. The one um, exception I can think of is Michael Jackson, who wanted to do Behind the Mask by YMO on Thriller. But... YMO said, no, you, you can't have half of our money just because you wrote songs. You just, just because you wrote lyrics on our song. That's not cool. I know you're Michael Jackson, but that's our song. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> <laughs> but with that said, there is a lot of magic in these 1980s tracks. And uh, I want to share with both of you this song. I, I think this was like a uh, Spotify discovery. Um, this is from a record called Difference by Kenjiro Sakia. And unfortunately, this is the only song I like on the record. The other ones are kind of too fast, like new wave kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But this song is rocking my worlds right now. So I want to share it with you. This is Ai Sarete Moinai Harem no Tenshi Tachi. Ha, uh, harem, harem, like harem, like group of, like, yeah, like, like uh, angels from the harem, and I'm not being loved. Uh, it's a little poetic title. Yeah, this song. Wait till you hear the music. This is Kenjiro Sakia with Ai Sarete Moinai Harem no Tenshi Tachi.
To admit, I listened to that and I was just like zoning out. I was just like, this is amazing. And I was just listening to every single detail about it. Yeah, it's got so many layers. It's got that kind of the system type machine groove. Oh. But those harmonies in the chorus are like, oh, that's that good stuff, you know? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. QI, how does that one hit you? Yeah, it's like a stylish 90s anime opening. <laughs> I, 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 I get it. Like, I think it's a because it sounds a little bit similar to Evangelion's Tamer. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's, yeah. it's a little bit similar feeling. Uh, yeah, it has that same kind of like upbeat tension. And mm. I think the reverb on his voice is really similar to the Evangelion. Theme mm. reverb. Mm. I live in my in my mind anyway. I could be totally wrong, but yeah. yeah, amazing, absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. It's that was a treat, I have to say, and um, definitely put me onto something I was just never aware of, obviously. And it's, it's nice, man. Really, really nice. I'm glad you dig it. That's uh, that's a that's it's a shame that there's not more heat on that record because. Even in Japan, you're going to pay at least like $30, like 3,500 yen for this LP, mm. probably more now. And you're just buying it for one song. Everything else. I mean, unless you're like a new wave kind of pop rock mm. collector. But for but my, the thing my is funky though, heart. 
the thing is though that track is so good <laughs> it could yeah, yeah, it's, it, it it's could worth be worth it. it it could be worth it you just pay for it yeah. once and just don't look back and you'll be like exactly you just have that one track <laughs> yeah that's another one that i i hope they put on seven inch um and that's pony canyon so i don't know if pony canyon's mm. been been doing seven inch yeah. reissues we might but. have to um we might have to talk to our good friend dj natoya at tokyo condition and see if he can come up with something that's right that's right please natoya we, we need that heat <laughs> we need that heat in the crate <laughs> good stuff good stuff yeah, Notoya actually, uh, when I first talked, I talked to him, I want to say a year or two ago, and he said, yeah, I got Abiru, you got to put Pixelated Girl on 7-inch too, and I kind of feel bad that I haven't, just because <laughs> Notoya, in my mind, he's a legend, and if he's saying, press that 7-inch, yes, yes, okay, I got you, I got you, <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, Notoya, I'm sorry, we haven't done that yet, um, mm. Maybe that's something that can be talked about at some point. Indeed. I Indeed.
listening i hope you enjoyed the show studio funk is a monthly podcast which is available on popular podcast services like spotify and itunes but also can be found on other popular music services like soundcloud and mixcloud if you'd like to support the show you can do at patreon.com forward slash studio funk where you become a monthly subscriber where you receive extra perks and extra content extra content includes full track list to the show bonus episodes giveaways and a lot more a special credit and thank you to the subscribers on the highest tier level on Patreon. On the mint tier level, many thanks to Danny Sasedo. That's patreon.com forward slash Studio Funk. Thank you. Studio Funk. Studio Funk.